happy inauguration day, everybody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You might think that that is Marilyn Monroe. In fact, it's Luann Deliceps. <laughs> happy birthday. You do really good housewife voices. To you. And I say that as someone who does not watch the housewives. I do a good Luann. Yeah. Is that that? Can you believe it, girls? Can you believe it, girls? I'm 38. <laughs> You're 38 today. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. Yeah, it's my lovely wife and co-host's birthday today. You're welcome, America. I yeah. gave you Joe Biden. <laughs> On your birthday, you're giving us all a gift. Yeah. Ladies and Kamala gentlemen. Kamala Harris. Jody Sawyer. <laughs> you don't get that. No, I don't. Who is Jody Center Sawyer? Center stage reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, way back. You love a Center stage reference. Throw it back. And Just so dance does, the shit uh... out of it. <laughs> Forget about this step. Just dance the shit out of it. That's just good advice for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even really have to be related could be to dance, dancing. Could right. be quant- woodworking, quantum physics, <laughs> candle making. It could, could be, anything. be a bachelor podcast. We're dancing the shit out of this mm-hmm. bachelor podcast. I like that as a motto. Um, all right, so before we get into the uh, events of this episode, which is basically just Sarah being awful and then the girls being awful no, and everyone being awful. I disagree. I am a Sarah apologist. No, I mean, I am too. I am too. We'll get into it. I think that she was treated very unfairly, and we'll get into it. But before we get into all that, I requested town shout-outs, and now I kind of regret it because everybody wants us to shout their town out People now. cannot get enough of this small-town shout-out. Everybody's basically staying alive so that we can shout their town Ooh, out. Oh, I'm from Selmer. I deserve a shout-out. No, you don't. All right, so We'd first— We'd like to shout-out Selmer, Tennessee. We have two people who wanted us to shout-out Selmer, Tennessee, and one listener there— um, Selmer, Tennessee, home of the Slug Burger. You may have had it. If you go to Selmer, Tennessee, get a Slug Burger, but not two. And slug go burgers. to Pat's. What's Pat's? That's where you you. There's two Slug oh, Burger right. places. Oh right, that's the good choose. Slug Burger places. Like, do you go to Denny's or IHOP? But this is like the Selmer it's the version Selmer of version. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Bachelor Masters wanted us to shout out Los Angeles, California. I believe it's pronounced Los Angeles. <laughs> you may know it as the current residence of Eric Christian Olsen. Ah, uh, the city of angels. <laughs> and I don't want the world to see me. Because I don't think That's that they That's definitely understand. not the tune of that Okay, song. do it. And I don't want the world to see me. Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They'd understand. No, oh, my. Stop. Okay. That's too much. Okay. Too much. All right. So um, then we have what appears to be pronounced hose neck, Massachusetts. That can't be right. There's some hose neck in this house. <laughs> um, and according to Wikipedia, hose neck is commonly referred to by locals as the neck or God's country and its residents as neckers or neckbirds. You put the hoe in hose neck. <laughs> I have a couple of neckbirds over there necking away in the back seat of their car. All right, we've got uh, Cheektowaga, New York. You guys really brought the great names this time. Um, and you'll know Cheektowaga, New York, as the home of Ryan 
Simonelli, professional bowler. Sure, of course. Of yeah. course. I mean, he's always talking about cheek, cheek to waga. Uh, cheek to waga, cheek to waga. No. No, that's not, that. that's a no-go? No-go. Okay. Um, and then last but not least, we have, well, actually least, we have Houston. Do you know who's the, <laughs> question. Okay. Do you know the celebrity whose dad was like a professional bowler? I listened to a Dax Shepard interview with him and he was talking all about it. Do you remember no. this? No. Do you, you know, know who, who think... it is or are you going to try to make me remember? I'm not Googling it, but I believe that it was Chris Hardwick. Oh, interesting. Okay. And okay. and it was an interesting interview because he said that in the bowling world, there is a huge distinction between a, like a bowling alley and a, a, a bowl. And there was like, like another word yeah. that he was like, uh-huh. you never like... That I, I wouldn't be caught dead in a bowling well, alley. Well, right. It's like yeah. one of the places, one of the phrases was like super seedy. Right. And he was like, it was really a point of pride with my parents that they did not own a this. bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Well, a bowling alley is where you go to cheat on your uh, 12-year-old girlfriend. If you'll recall from last <laughs> last season, yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to provide a little. little <laughs> no, the bit list. Of... Our listeners are smart and they appreciate a lengthy callback. Okay. Yeah, they really do. Okay, they all that got lengthy. that. No, it's not that lengthy. I mean, God, that was like three weeks ago. Well. Or you know, twelve months in uh, 2021 uh, days. But anyways, all right. So as I was saying, ho- Hoaxton, Georgia. There's too many letters in that. I'm sorry, Hoaxton, Georgia. A, a town about which I could find nothing interesting on the internet. Can I interrupt yes. and say I thought the whole point of this was that we were going to pick one town and well, shout it out? Well, me too, and I thought I would dole these out over a few weeks. Just making sure. But then everybody, the girl from Cheek to Waga, was going to be like, you didn't shout out Cheek to Waga because no, you shouted out, out Selmer, week. Tennessee. Everybody doesn't get a shout out, I will, Katie. <laughs> well, anyways, that's our towns. That's I just blew my whole town wall. That was supposed to be a whole season's worth of towns. All right. And then uh, EB7845 updated their five-star review saying that they still love the pod, but don't make them laugh while they're holding a sleeping baby. Don't wake the baby. That's Elmo. Please don't wake the baby. There you go. (laughs) That just makes it sound like Elmo's like a childhood monster, like... Don't wake the baby. <laughs> Please don't wake the baby. The baby's sleepy. Elmo. <laughs> Elmo's got to go. <laughs> Elmo's got to murder you. Uh, except oh. it does add a dark element that that Elmo guy was arrested for. Yeah, like, was an actual monster. Yeah. Not a red furry monster, but an actual yeah, monster. Sexual yeah. predator. Yeah, that's that's going to add a little that's bit too of a bad. damper. Well, in that real cute uh, Being Elmo documentary all about him was real sweet. And then it's like, oh, never mind. I don't know. Didn't it just come out that he had like a, a an 18 year? I felt like he dated like a late teenager. Well, now we're wading into territory where we really ought to Google the specific yeah, accusations. Like, you're <laughs> Instead a monster, of trying sir. to pull from memory exactly what happened. Well, this is but... not our Elmo criminal intent <laughs> podcast. This is actually an eight part uh, series on the Elmo scandal. Uh, yeah, I think it was like. Phone call from Elmo. <laughs> You've got a call from the New Jersey Correctional Facilities. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by MailChimp. <laughs> Elmo was in Lincoln Park. 
<laughs> Man, second serial reference in as many weeks. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I believe that guy was involved in like with a 16 year old or something. So again, let's Google the accusations. Uh, I don't want to. Okay. I don't okay. want to get too far all into right, it. All right. Okay. I do want to get very far into this episode, which begins One, right where the. Oh, okay. 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 We gotta. We gotta pay a little credit to Dale and Claire. Oh, right. Blowing up. Blowing up. Yeah, as uh, Biden calls for unity today. My mind is blown. I know. I can't believe that this romance that's basically started with her stalking him on social media and ended three days later. Y'all, would you ever guess that they weren't going to be forever? Uh, The thing I think to me was when Dea was blinking SOS and Morse code in that After the Rose. I thought maybe this isn't going to last, but I thought, nah, their love, their love will survive. I mean, when he walked in, Claire took a deep breath and said, that's my husband. Right. What else do you need? That's how relationships start. That's what you did when I walked in. And look at us 14 years later Mm -hmm. going just as strong. Yeah, it certainly wasn't that you were said, very slowly convinced. Looks like he has high cholesterol. <laughs> that guy looks like he has restless legs, and I have a restless heart. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so they are Splitsville. Um, nobody uh, and but nobody is surprised by this except for Claire. But Dale is not surprised by this, I don't think. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I was holding out hope that, like. Yeah. You know, I would have I would have enjoyed an against all odds, love at first sight, yeah, bachelor love story. Yeah, right. Which is every bachelor love story and you is know what against else? all odds. Fuck it. Yeah, like I feel like Claire and Dale had as good a chance as anybody else. That's right. They and didn't hell, get. They lasted longer than right. like. I don't know. Then Ari. Peter and Madison or whatever yeah. the fuck that yeah. was. And yeah. Peter and uh, his mom. <laughs> no, Peter and his mom They're are the, the real long. love story They're of that season. Yeah. Those two Barb. are inseparable. Yeah. The sexual chemistry between those two. Okay. Should we get into yeah, the episode? Let's do it. Okay. So. All right. Sarah has fainted. Sarah has fainted. No, you and I both believed that this was a genuine faint. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I I, do too. I did, and I do, Mm -hmm. and I still do. Right. I mean, I could review the tape a little more, I suppose. The girls, however, are being real assholes about it. They said, Sarah's getting exactly what she wants, which is a quote-unquote pure and intense moment with Matt. Now, this does happen. uh, I actually feel like we haven't seen this in recent seasons Mm -hmm. but there's definitely a bachelor trope if you will Mm -hmm. will you i will of a contestant faking medical trauma they call it the old evan bass move (laughs) yeah they call it the the tiara was that girl with the eyebrows remember her she had eyebrows. Is that how I'm supposed well, to remember? She, they were very. <laughs> she was the only one with eyebrows. Pointed, that and then the women tell all. She was like, "I can't help how my eyebrows look." I do not remember that. Tiara, yeah. Tiara. I remember Tiara, but well, so what happened remember, to her? She, I be, if I if memory serves, I think she faked some. Uh, some sort of some medical pretty emergency. obviously fake medical emergencies. Mm, pulled hammy. Ah. <laughs> oh, I pulled my glute. <laughs> oh, can you rub it? I need some yeah. attention to my groin. 
right away. Yeah, speaking of groins, we'll get there in a little bit with these uh, these romance stories. Because one oh. of them was like, he touched my groin <laughs> in the a, least sexy line sexy ever. Voice. Yeah, yeah a sexy well, word. Sexy voice for a sexy line. So Victoria says, this is The Bachelor. It's not The Sarah Show. Pull it together and don't faint. I've <laughs> definitely never fainted for attention. First of all, yes, you have. I guarantee yeah. I could get five people to claim that Victoria has fainted for attention at least once on an old-fashioned fainting couch. Um, and secondly, like I thought this was the Sarah show as far as I was concerned. I thought it's that was not, the name of the program. It's not. Oh, okay. Oh, it's The Bachelor. Okay, okay. Uh, so Victoria says that she, on her side, has queens, positivity, realness, <laughs> Matt's heart. <laughs> and sure enough, Victoria gets the last rose. But I yeah. did think it was interesting that Victoria, uh, over the course of this episode, kind of retreats back into the girls' good graces because yes. they have a new enemy. Well, that's the thing is these alliances are so shifting. Right. That it's like, just wait five minutes for some of these. Well, also you know? I feel like someone like Victoria, probably half the girls look at and are like, this bitch doesn't matter. You know, exactly. like, what do I care if Victoria gets a rose? It's not exactly. going to be Victoria, but Sarah is a real sure. threat to a lot of I them. I could have been a contender. She is a contender. <laughs> she is a contender. Um, so Marilyn has to go home. She says... How can he give her a rose? She's just the worst. You are correct. Yeah, no, that's Marilyn. right, Marilyn. Often I think like I was surprised that he didn't just keep them both. Or the producers didn't make. I him was a keep little surprised both. by that too. I mean, guy, he gave her that flower. Right, right, and it's like she wasn't. I mean, I don't know why you're straight up believing anybody's account of being bullied. It you seems know? like a mistake to just take someone's word for it at that. Like at least right. keep both of them do a little more investigation. Yeah, a little more intel. Maybe Moves some spies. <laughs> because I just solved the mystery. That's why. Mosby boys. Oh, careful. Oh, oh Don't knocking knock your my mic over. Well, I was laughing at the Mosby boys reference so much that I'm this knocking over my This is a case for mic. the FBI. <laughs> um, all right. Chris Harrison uh, tells the girls that he had a long talk with Matt. This is before they're handing out date cards. Mm -hmm. And that Matt agreed that he needs to be pushed out of his comfort zone. So the point of the dates this week is to, quote, be comfortable in being uncomfortable. Ooh, what a paradox. It's poetic. Harrison, as we learn later, is quite poetic. Am I in the movie... Damn it. What's the name of that movie? What is it? With, wanna... uh... No. No? Okay. Okay. What? A poetic What's that movie? movie? No, poetic no, justice. No, no. <laughs> That, Dead Poet uh, Society. <laughs> that movie with Sean Connery, no, that white about, savior movie where it's like, you're the man now, dog. Oh, Finding Forrester. Yeah. I liked that okay, movie. Okay, yeah. No, the, I'm in a puzzle. I'm in an enigma. I'm in that movie that your dad mansplained. The oh, ending uh, of. Uh, uh, not See? Interstellar. Intersection. Um, Inception. Inception. God, that was a long, <laughs> that was a long circuitous path for the listener. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going on this uncomfortable date. That's comfortable at the same time. <laughs> Rachel, Bree, Lauren, Kit, Serena C, Victoria, Kayla, Anna, Kylie, Katie. Today is a surprise for everyone. 
That is a lazy ass date card right there. Well, Harrison wrote it. Uh, yes, and as we see later, he has a lot of lazy ass writing. We're going to a surprise party. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, any date is a surprise. That could be the date card for any date. No, because I got the impression that Matt didn't know what it meant. Oh, I see. Like, Harrison planned this date. Of course he did. And it just happened to involve the reading of his book. Harrison is the mastermind. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go on the date. They enter a theater, mm-hmm. if you will. I will. A black box theater. Matt is wearing a white turtleneck. It's all just very <laughs> Turtlenecks is the theme artsy. of right, the whole show. Well, goddamn, at least it makes sense that he's like, it's fall, it's Pennsylvania. Right. It's a theater. We're an Amish country. He's a real beatnik in this situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like the I can I can be okay with a turtleneck here. Right. Brendan Not wearing in the one desert. in 120 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Did we already talk about how we should should have just like cut the sleeves off of that turtleneck? We did. Okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that enough. joke is played. All right. Uh everyone's least favorite contestant is here, Ashley I. Yes. Get fucked. Nobody wants you here. Well, uh also I would argue one of the least like erotic contestants oh like in bachelor history yeah absolutely yep she says there's a very important writer and his name is chris harrison <laughs> you may have studied him in english class do you how many harrison novels do you teach i'm putting them on in the fall semester yeah. <laughs> um all right so yeah she says there's a very important writer and we actually we come into a darkened figure reading an erotic scene to us and it's matt oh ashley is the is the character ashley's reading it you're right you're right because it's not revealed that it's ashley until she steps into the light (laughs) that's a metaphor for her losing her virginity through the show (laughs) this show is uh very shrewd um, so Harrison wrote a romance book that apparently has a ton of dirty sex. All right. And I actually, I have pulled up a scene. Oh. And I'm going to read it. Do we both get the, to read it? Would you like to read it too? Kind we of. need to, um, Is I it need one to share person? it with you. No, I mean, it's, it's from the woman's point of view. So you were just going to read both parts? Well, you no, it's not like a dialogue. I, I, here, I'll pause it so that we can, uh, I can share it with you. Okay. All right, never mind. We couldn't get it to work. So I'm just going to read the scene. All right. Sorry. So, but I think I am about as erotic as Ashley I is. So I'll give this a go. That's a good point. His mouth on her neck, her breasts, his mouth on the deepest place inside her, Ew. his tongue. Where your tampon goes. <laughs> That's the next line. You and Harrison are peas in a pod. His tongue, his wetness melting into Ew. her own. <laughs> Ew. Her hands on the back of his hair. My the neck. Silk. My back. <laughs> the silk of his shoulders. And she pulled him up to kiss him again before bending over to slide the condom on. Ew. Then she laid back and arched her hips to let him ease into her. You know what? Props to Harrison for promoting safe That's sex. That's right. Safe sex, guys. Wear a condom, everybody. 
a quick burst of pain and then it was done. Oh God, is he sleeping with a virgin? I, it sounds like it. Yeah. I feel like this is Harrison imagining Ashley. I high. know. I'm surprised you didn't have her read this scene. Ashley, read this. I Ooh, wrote it just okay, for you. Okay, that's enough. That's okay. Enough. Yeah, it's it continues. No. It continues like that Mm-mm. for some okay. time. <laughs> That uh, is only what was available in the Amazon preview, by the way, gang. So I can't even imagine what you get if you go ahead and splurge for the whole book. But yeah, that um, that was really more than I was comfortable with, too. So yeah, the book is called The Perfect Letter, by the way. Ashley says it's passionate, it's erotic, and to be frank, there's a lot of sex in it. Yikes. Yeah. Um, okay, so the girls and Matt learn that they are um, writing their own passionate scenes. Mm-hmm. Sex scene is implied, although not really required. Sure, yeah. Like it's kind of you're it gonna could write just a, be a sexy a night scene. of passion. Yeah, right. Of what how whatever that means to you. And then they're gonna read the scenes in front of a live audience, which is the other girls. Mm-hmm. Um Katie says that the date is Right in her wheelhouse because it's about getting comfortable with your sexuality and talking about it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, they have not clarified the status of the vibrator since we saw it in the first episode. I think they're just passing it around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, everyone has to write their own sex scene. I like this as a date. It seemed like a lot of the women were not excited about this I would at all. not like this. And as someone who, like, I'm a writer, I can right. get behind a writing date, this is awkward. No, it's super awkward. That's why, as a viewer, I think it's a good date for television. I would not want to do this. Yeah, let me clarify. I think this is an entertaining idea for a date for us to watch as viewers. I mean, yeah, it is. It, it is entertaining. I liked, like, I felt like the date that they did a few seasons back where they had to actually tell a memory. Yes, right. Of a se- that I guess that's more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. When Hannah B. showed up and said, I fucked Peter in a windmill. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. And all the girls got <laughs> Three mad. times plus one time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I get the point of these dates. And in fact, it is uncomfortable. Yes. Because it's designed to be uncomfortable. And as promised. But I was comfortable with it hmm. somehow. But yeah, and as promised, it was a surprise for everyone, as the date card said. Um, yes, yeah, so Harrison says, so shall we begin? Barely able to disguise his boner. <laughs> <laughs> See, Harrison, you're not the only one that can write a sexy scene. <laughs> oh, Victoria oh. reads hers. So they all kind of write their scene mm-hmm. and then they rehearse a little bit with Ashley. And when Victoria reads hers, they just bleep her the Everything. fuck out. Yeah. And then Ashley says, wow, we're getting into X territory. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Same with Katie. They bleeped like half of Katie's thing. It was just. You and her are really in the same wheelhouse on that. You want to get into some of these? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt reads first. Mm-hmm. Uh, she felt two strong hands cover both her shoulders. He kissed the skin between her suit and her hairline. Anna and I were both trying to figure out exactly. That seems like a really big space. He worked his free <laughs> hand up the side of her smooth, soft, 
leg. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's like, like the... Steve Carell on Forty uh, Year Old yeah, right. Virgin, where he yeah. doesn't know how to describe breasts. Yes, you know when you like you grab a woman's breast and it's and you you feel it and it feels like a bag of sand. Oh, um, Anna's is funny. Um, let's see. Brie references their date. Right, right. Which Good I think move. Matt liked, but it mm-hmm. was weird because she talks about picking up the cold, hard earth and using it to massage someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, not not all that sexy. Not super sexy. For somebody, I think it was Anna, they bleeped the word come, which I thought was interesting. Well, sometimes I couldn't tell what they were bleeping. Sure, but this one it was very clear because it was like she needs one more thing before she can finish. Like they, it's yeah. very clear from context what it is. With Katie, I have no idea what they were believing. Uh, Rachel gets to say, "My groin immediately fluttered with desire." Yeah, um, Rachel's without, was pretty tame. Yeah, which honestly, I would rather have them bleep groin than come. That makes me more uncomfortable. It's just like uh, that version of WAP that's clean. That's actually more disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. They Yeah, they bleep Katie out a lot. Um, and then Victoria reads and she says, these girls are too vanilla. I'm taking it up a notch. I think Matt's going to love it. And actually he does. He does. Um, getting a little hot under the turtleneck collar yeah. when he's hearing this. Well, you know, too, she made a reference to boats and hoes in hers. Did oh, you she catch did? that? No. Yeah, she, she did. So it did make me wonder if possibly victoria is funnier than they are editing yes and and i don't know i feel like sometimes you do get a bad edit yeah oh sure sure you're saying that this show makes people look bad on purpose it's shocking yeah i know yeah was it (laughs) she might be terrible oh she could be terrible and she also might be kind of funny and really terrible yeah yeah, true. like me. Those two things can can be mm-hmm, can, can go together. Yeah. Did she say I'll do you in the bottom while you're drinking sangria? <laughs> Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. <laughs> you won't go down because my dick can't float. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that will never not make me laugh. The Nina, the Peter, the Santa Maria. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's see. Sarah says that these women reading those words. Just felt like a knife through my heart. She is not digging this date. Um, she says that she, as many contestants before her have claimed, mm-hmm. she did not know it was going to be this hard. That's what she said, Sarah. <laughs> that was actually in one of the eroticas. That's what Chris Harrison's virgin character said. <laughs> in After the perfect a quick letter. moment of pain. The perfect letter was actually a euphemism for his dick. I would have thought Harrison would be writing more of a, like, Nicholas uh, Sparks. Well, I think it is a Nicholas Sparks, mm. but with, like, those scenes but interspersed. But with some dirty, dirty sex. Yeah. <laughs> with some getting down. <laughs> okay. Katie is very pro-sex. Mm-hmm. Um, on the group n- date night, she says that you should be comfortable talking about your desires or your relationship mm-hmm. isn't going to thrive. Yeah. I like Katie. Oh, I don't yeah. think that she and Matt will end up together, um, yeah. but I do like her. No, I like Katie a lot. Katie might be OML over I feel like here. Katie would be a lot of fun on Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, Katie is oh, really? perfect. Katie's on your list. Yeah, I think she's real, uh, real good looking. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah. 
and a fun personality. She is fun. Yeah. You know what? Katie's also OML <laughs> on my list. There you go. That would be, I bet she would be down with that threesome too. So also on the date, Brie and Matt make out some more. Rachel makes out with Matt. Um, while they're on the date, while the group is on the date, the date card comes for Serena. Mm-hmm. And the girls who are not on the group date make a big deal about how Sarah is upstairs and is not coming down. This will continue to be yes. a problem. <laughs> this will Spoiler be a theme. Alert. Um, Sarah says that her feelings are a roadblock and she shows up on the group date. She interrupts Katie. Uh-huh. Classic and- move, showing up on the group yes. date you're not supposed to be on. And I think it's important to emphasize that like, this is a regular occurrence on this show that somebody comes on the group date that they're not. I mean, what? Who did that last time? Ben? No, the dog guy. The oh, Canadian. Uh, Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Blake. So, but I mean, like, we can think of instances in the last several oh, yeah, seasons. For sure. I just yeah. feel like it's a little early to be pulling this move. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not a fan of it. And one thing that I don't like about Sarah, about Sarah doing this is I I do feel like it was like if she was like, I want to go home. Like, I felt like that was what her story became later in Uh the episode. But when she went over there initially, it was just that she was having a hard time reconciling her insecurities with this group date. Sure. Well, if I can play Dr. Fraser Crane. Please. For a moment. By all means. Baby, I hear the blues are calling. I think that the whole time. Eddie, you're a dog. <laughs> that's my Fraser that's, that I thought that was going to be, it sounded kind of British. Is Fraser not British? No. <laughs> Daphne <laughs> Daphne is. is British, yeah. He talks a little bit. He talks He's a little kind of British. Little bit of a... He might be like people that we've worked with in the past that affect a British accent, even though they are not British. Oh, Niles, <laughs> I've simply got to get to the coffee shop. <laughs> That's good. That's just all Seattle people. That's right. Yeah, they, they kind of affect... Uh, well, no, a British accent is too interesting for most Seattle people. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my psychoanalysis is going to be that she always wanted to go home but it took her a while to realize that to come to that realization so these emotions were always about that desire i don't think so interesting what's your take that she (laughs) didn't like hearing these girls talk about sex with her man yeah and uh i i firmly believe that some people are just not built for this show correct i do think that sarah's situation with her father is like massively influencing her not being built for this show yes. right now yeah. because which, you know, we talked about this early on in the episode. Don't go on a reality dating show when your dad could only have two weeks to right. live. Like that's right. I'm sorry, Sarah, but that's on you. Yeah. You should have known. I mean, again, this is a really hard situation. Of course. But... I, and I really, I don't, I don't mean to sound callous when I say that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel terrible for her, but like, come on, girl. You know, like, don't right. do that to yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have this kind of emotion and where you're not going to be fully present right. on the show. And, and I do, I mean, it's one of those things where I kind of see both sides because I definitely, like, I understand the girl's frustrations with Sarah. And I, I do think that they were really overly harsh with her. Yes. But... 
It is a reality show. Like she was behaving like a bad contestant and she was monopolizing Matt's time and she was doing things that, um, I don't know, that, that don't play well. And then I think when the girls got so angry and frustrated, did they lash out? Yes, they did. And they shouldn't have. But what did she expect? Well, <clears throat> I don't know, though, because I thought that the reaction was disproportionate. Like, they're not going to like her interrupting. And I actually feel like Katie and even Victoria came and talked to her about it. What did I feel like was the right amount of response? Like, hey, we don't really want you interrupting our time. Well, you know, and yeah, then yeah. that should have no, no, been no, the no, end no, of no, it. No, that, but that. But that could have been the end of it if she hadn't stayed upstairs the whole day after that. But why is that a problem? Because because in this specific little microcosm of interactions, it separates her. Because I I feel like it only pissed them off more. I guess I just don't see why. Like to me that I get that Matt, and this is on Matt, like left his Serena date to go comfort Sarah and that's annoying to the girls but that's not really her fault because she didn't know he was going to do that. Yeah. And that, like, I just don't get like, I would rather if someone's not in a mood to be there that they would just kind of isolate themselves instead of being mean to everybody. Eh, I mean, no, I'm not saying that you have to be mean, but, but you come down and like talk about it maybe, or I don't know. I think it was the wrong move to just not interact with them at all. And then to just, after an entire 24 hours of not interacting to come down and try to like scooch in on the couch. I what mean, are we audition about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I don't think that their reaction was, I, I wouldn't be proud if I were them and I were watching myself do that. Um, but I do kind of get it. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I was disproportionate to when they're like, your life here is going to yeah, be a living hell. Listen, everything, everything is disproportionate on this show. Sure, like yeah. everything is built for drama. You know that going in. So I almost feel like it's, um, it's a little bit of an asshole move, either on Sarah's part or on the part of the producers. Like you know that that was designed to get the girls worked up, and in a regular season. It would just be like regular household drama. But because Sarah has a father who's dying, mm -hmm. I just feel like they it made them look like assholes. This is what happens every season. Like there's always shit like this in the house. But because it's Sarah, I don't know. I, uh, it makes the girls look worse because they don't realize the extent of the situation. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Again, I just think they overreacted. And I don't... They did, but you know what else? Sarah overreacted sure. to a fucking group date. Correct. Like, that's the point of the show. Correct. Everyone is overreacting. I Again, I just don't see what... The, I see the, you know, breach in protocol of going and interrupting this date. Like I said, that's a breach in protocol that we see again and again without this much consequence. I, I just don't get, like... I would want to spend all of my time in my room for a while too. Like, yeah, you know, I I think about like you would never go on this show, but if you did, you would be like, yeah, I'm gonna go read a book. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go read the perfect yeah, letter. Yeah, but it, I think it comes off, or I could see how to the women it would come off as not feeling bad at all about what I had done. 
Because yeah. you're not trying to make amends. Yeah, I mean, you know, fine. I um agree I, to disagree. Agree to disagree. Right, That's let's... what makes you. We still have unity. Yeah. Well, and the, the nice thing is we've covered like half the show at this point. We <laughs> jumped ahead. You want to do Serena C's okay. date? Yeah, real yeah, quick? yeah. So Rachel. <laughs> oh, gets I'm sorry, the, Serena P. Rachel gets the date rose, and um, Sarah says it's her worst fear for her to feel like she has a target on her back. But guess what? Welcome to the Hunger Games. You are officially Katniss. You are the most dangerous game. Um, okay, so Serena and Matt go on a date. As you said, before the date can start, Matt has to go upstairs and talk to Sarah right. again. Well, and Sarah says, I'm ready to pack my bags. And Matt says, that would be a tragedy. And uh, honestly, I think he should. I know he's trying to reassure her, but he actually probably should have talked to her a little bit more about why she wanted to go given that he knows about her situation with her dad, you know? Yeah, and uh, you know what? I think it would be a tragedy if your dad died and you were on this stupid fucking reality show and didn't get to say goodbye. Well, that's what I mean, too, is like Matt is maybe a little too quick because he knows her situation Yeah, to just be like, nah, stick around. Oh, yeah, no, no. Uh I feel like Matt, if I, I mean, I know he likes her, but... Come on, man. Just be like, yeah, maybe you should yeah, go Yeah, you got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Matt is wearing a turtleneck again. <laughs> and he takes Serena on a horse riding date. Your nightmare. Mm-hmm. My nightmare. Um, they talk about how crazy it is that they've been on the show for three weeks already. Can't and then they it. stop to eat a charcuterie board, which Matt does not know... What it is? Does it know how to put one together? So he, I'm sorry, I think I missed that. He assembled the charcuterie board? Yeah, but he's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, put the cheese right here. Put some meat down. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, you could even, you could put the cheese over here. Yeah. You could put the cheese in this spot as well. You really, there's really no wrong way to spread cheese out on a board. Um, Serena says that her dad was really unsupportive about her going on the show. Uh, but that he has had a very linear life and that she might not have that. Mm -hmm. And they both talk about how you can't pursue someone else's dream. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. that Matt spent a bunch of time doing that. Yeah. And they cheers to unconventional living. unconventional living. And let me tell you, I do not believe that either of these two are doing a lot of unconventional living. (laughs) But they're on a reality show. They're living a nonlinear life. Mm -hmm. They're basically in memento. Nice movie reference. Thanks. Real hip and topical. All the kids today love Memento. Um, You might as well be in Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Serena says she's falling in like right now. Not quite ready to say she's falling in love, but she is surprised by how much she likes him. That seemed like an honest assessment. Yeah. No, I like Serena a lot. I feel like um, there's definitely a handful of girls that I'm feeling okay about no no i think that there's um you couldn't tell it from the previews to matt's season but uh there are um there are plenty of fine women here um they uh, talk a little bit about having pets as a kid and matt talks about how he had a turtle and serena says were you a weird kid and matt says they comfort you they're like comfort turtles spoiler alert he was actually talking about his penis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a turtle. Sometimes it goes into its shell a little bit. I brought my turtle to school <laughs> and showed it to everybody. Do you want to pet my turtle? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, Matt says that his last relationship got to a point where they needed to put a title on it, and that made him take a step back. And then he admits that he has never been in love before. I did like his assessment, though, where he was like, if you would have asked me in my early 20s, right. I would have said that I was in love, but I really was. Well, okay, you spill yeah, in your spill beverage. Water on my crotch. Oh, on your, it's a uh, groin, actually. <laughs> um, God damn it. <laughs> hot. Um, I, so he said, you know, if you would ask me when I was younger, I would have said I was in love, but that was really just like warm feelings and infatuation. Thought that was a mature assessment, yeah, of the situation. She gets yeah. the rose, and they sit in another wood-fired hot tub. Matt is wearing a turtle swim trunks because they're comforting, and because they remind women of his penis. And she's like, "I knew that you were going to be wearing those." <laughs> of course, it had to be the turtle swim trunks. <laughs> turtle power. All right, so the girls are basically back at the Nemacobin or whatever it's called, Nemacolin. Uh, they are forming a girl gang. They yes. are <laughs> about to cut a bitch. <laughs> they're pissed about Sarah. They're all Sarah. getting matching tats. I was also wondering, like, has Sarah eaten anything? Yeah, good question. Like, does she have a bathroom? That right. She's, is she just like putting her? She urine literally locked in herself. <laughs> she's got a real Howard Hughes situation going on. And then Victoria has some sort of like eye infection slash yeah, pink eye. Yeah, that look kind of looks like she has a black eye. It's because somebody farted on the couch she, and she got pink yeah. eye while she was sleeping on it. <laughs> Oh, and then finally they confront her and they ask her why she's there if she doesn't want to be there. And she does make what I thought was a big mistake because she says that she's having a hard time, a really hard time. Uh Uh-huh. Quickly and, you know, appropriately, uh, Anna says, you haven't had it difficult. You've had a one-on-one time. You've had more time with him than like 90% of right. us. And I, I mean, there's truth to that, you know, like really you're freaking out because you had a one-on-one date with him and now it's hard to see him go on group dates. Right. I, I just like, she's playing all of these cards that I don't think she's, she's trying to get sympathy, but she's saying the wrong thing. Yeah, right. She, uh, she's not communicating well. Well, and you know, I feel like what's implied and she even says this to some degree, is like, you guys just don't understand because your relationship with him isn't right. there yet. Sure. And of course that's going to piss them off. Sure. Even that if is it's fair. true. And it, yeah. pro- it is true. Right. Well, and also like, that's a little like, I've spent three hours with him and you spent 20 minutes <laughs> right. with him. You're just not as far along You haven't as even I been am. in a wood-fired hot tub with him <laughs> yet. <laughs> How can you know him like I have? You haven't even seen the turtle swim trunks. Um, yeah, all right. So they have... Um, a very vicious, the girls are, are way too intense, Kit says. And I was a little disappointed in Kit. I thought maybe Kit was better than this. Kit apologized on the internet oh, a few did days she? ago. Yeah, she okay. said she really regretted her behavior. I mean, I can see, like you said, you wouldn't want to watch this and be like, oh, this is how I wanted to no, behave. No, And you get caught up in the moment because she was like, I hope your connection with Matt is very strong because the rest of your living situation is going to be horrible. Well, she's not lying. But it doesn't have, like, that's on you, Kit. Like, that, <laughs> I can't control it. Yeah. Victoria says, why do you think we want to make amends with you? I'm not going to speak for the group, but I do not accept your apology, even if you said it 20 more times. <laughs> Maybe 21 times. 21? Maybe, yes, yeah. Accept. All right, I'm, I'm in. I accept. <laughs> um, 
Victoria also says in her little interview that if Matt sends him home, I would just want to fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it would take. Uh, Yeah, the second you send Sarah home, sending a woman home is a real panty dropper. (laughs) All right. Um, So they do. They yell at her. It ends ugly. I mean, Sarah's crying. So the next morning, Katie goes and talks to her. And she says that she didn't like... What went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, as you said, I like Katie. Me too. Yeah. Um, Call me Katie. Sarah. Okay. Sarah tells Katie that she is going to leave. Katie says that she needs her to stay because if he's really that interested in her, she doesn't want him thinking what if For sure, this right. whole time. And she's you a good want, Yeah. You don't want Sarah lingering in the back of his mind. Yeah, that's fair. But then they connect because oh, she says uh, that her dad, Sarah, has a terminal illness. It's not years. It's months. It's weeks. And yeah. actually, this is the clearest that Sarah had put it. To this point, I had thought that it was years or months. No, because but she said she, his life expectancy was put by the doctors as two to five years, and it has been five years. Sure, but I feel like those are always estimates. You know, like people out there, like I feel like you can tell by someone's condition. Like, yeah. You know, okay, they said five years, but you're really beating the odds. But this made it sound like, no, he's, you know, we have a pretty good sense that it's getting to be the end. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm hardcore judging Sarah for going on this show. Sure. Yeah. I'm not judging her for any of the rest of it. Like, do you interrupt a group date? Right. Who cares? It's- I just like, I can't wrap my mind around her being there right and i don't think she can either like i clearly that's what's going on here that's what i was saying with my fraser crane psychoanalysis Mm -hmm. i'm just a shrewd observer of the human condition eddie it's time to go for a walk (laughs) now you know that the dad does all the walking of the dog no because he has a cane but he still takes eddie out for a walk fraser despises the dog Frazier doesn't despise He despises they have a love-hate relationship. Yeah, they're frenemies. Yeah, they're frenemies. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) They both dated the same girl. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been one of the episodes. Maybe it is. I haven't seen them all. They're romantic rivals. All right. So um, basically, Katie and Sarah, the result of their conversation, which I thought was a very mature conversation, especially for this show, um, because Katie's dad died. Right, right. Sorry, we forgot to mention yeah. that in 2012. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, please go home to be with your family. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So she decides to leave. So she, but then Victoria starts fucking clapping when Sarah leaves. She does. Like, read the room. Yeah, you might want a little well, more information. but Victoria doesn't know. Like, at no, this I point, know. all Victoria knows is like, hey, we've been trying to get this bitch to yeah. go home. And there she goes. I we, see ya. We bullied this bitch with her dying dad <laughs> yeah. right out She's the door. Like, congrats, guys. And then Katie <laughs> Good job, is like, gang. we don't know each other's stories. Yeah. Like take it easy this is a reminder to stay classy in this process mm-hmm. which again i'm gonna keep talking uh talking katie up i feel like you can all it's usually the women say that and they're not classy right but i feel like she has actually stayed classy um so anyways um the sarah goes to talk to matt and i said um in my notes that like at this point like i this isn't like really enjoyable tv it's just kind of sad yeah. Like, I didn't enjoy this episode at all. Like, the drama with the Victoria drama was... The sex was, stuff was good. Sure, the sex... Oh, the sex stuff was... Shwing! Yeah. Um, 
But last week, like, the Victoria trauma was irritating, but that's, like, classic Bachelor where this is just, like, God, like, I feel gross, yeah. you know? Like, go home and see your dad, Well, that's, you know? it, right, because he, like, tries to convince her to stay, and she's like, I just feel really called to go home and be with my family. And then it's it's awkward that Matt is like, no, you should totally stay with these other 25 girls. I could choose you. Right. Like, again, that... I don't blame him, but it makes me kind of judge him for trying to get her to stay. I don't know. And it's I just understand, a rough. Right. It's, it's, uh, Matt is in a tough position because you don't want to send someone home that you're interested in, but like that's clearly the right move. And she says, which I thought was a shrewd observation, like this isn't the best Sarah. Matt deserves the yeah. best. Like I'm just, I'm not in a place no, to be on course. this show. Of course you're yeah. not. Like no shit, Sherlock. Nobody expects you to be. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right, so a sad end to a sad episode. Womp womp. is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.